The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Now the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband, Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son. And you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son, and he named him Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Christ. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. It's been my experience that children, when they reach a certain age, begin to ask questions about their origins, where they came from, why they were born, where their names came from, and so on. And the intent of the questions can range from the simply biological uh, or anatomical to deeper levels of interest and understanding. I remember asking my own parents as a child why I was born and why I was named Nicholas. And as I grew older and wiser to the ways of the world and got to know my parents' history better, I began to imagine the romantic particulars of my origin in a way that I never would have asked them about uh, in person, partly because they had separated and divorced when I was preschool age, so it was feeling a little bit awkward to ask them about their courtship, and so forth. My maternal grandmother, uh, who was the keeper of the family history, was the one who provided to me, in various ways, whatever kind of continuous family narrative I received as I grew up. Other parts have come piecemeal through conversations from cousins and friends and so forth, and the revelations uh, continue um, You know, even as I get older, I learn bits and pieces about different parts of my family that I hadn't known before. And so, for me, somehow, though I'm not usually a very imaginative person, I find myself hearing the gospel passage this morning from Matthew, which seems so very familiar. Uh, I find myself hearing it in a different light. I imagined... Jesus, the human Jesus, asking his parents, where did I come from? Why was I born? Why did you name me Jesus? 
And since this morning's gospel is told from Joseph's point of view, I imagine Joseph trying to explain the particulars in a developmentally appropriate way to the young boy Jesus. Well, son... Your mother and I loved each other so much that we wanted someone else to share our love with. (laughs) And you came along right out of your mommy's tummy. And that's probably enough for a preschooler. So we left it at that. But what about an older Jesus who might have wondered, you know, Dad, I don't really look much like you. What's that about? Perhaps especially for people whose family origins or configurations or whose family realities fall outside the mythical or kind of hoped-for norm, whatever that might be. The where did I come from and why am I here questions can be really very, very potent and deep. And the answers become increasingly complex as we grow older and perhaps are able to handle more complicated answers and they ground us those answers in who we really are for the early church the attention to the origins of Jesus was one of the ways to answer the question who are we where do we come from why are we here and the birth narratives in the Gospels are the grounding of what the church came to call the incarnation, the enfleshment of God in the person of Jesus. It's perhaps interesting that the earliest of the four Gospels that we have in the Bible, the Gospel of Mark, makes no mention of Jesus' birth. But the other three, written later, do. And perhaps as the church grew, perhaps this is because as the church grew, the question of where it had come from and why it was here became even more pressing. For us, nearly 2,000 years later, Christmas has a grip on us like no other part of the Christian story. Although it became a feast in the church after Easter, which was really the primary founding event of our community, Christmas has, I would say, supplanted Easter certainly in the popular culture in the imagination of people and for sure that's because the wider culture can exploit it for commercial gain but I think when we look more closely at ourselves as a community and and the affection and the passion for example with which we uh, look at the pageant and the pageant rehearsals and who's going to be in the pageant and what part are you going to play and who's going to be Jesus and who's going to be Mary and who's going to be Joseph and so forth and the excitement around that I think it's clear that something else is going on I think that the deep attraction of hearing and reliving and dwelling within the stories of Jesus' birth as we begin to do finally today on the fourth Sunday of Advent these this need to hear these stories again of Jesus' birth reminds us of our own need to know where we come from 
to be grounded in a reason for being, a history that gives us a place to stand. And more importantly, our need to be reminded, to remember that God is with us, that God knows what it is like to be human, to be part of an imperfect family, and to take part in the broken yet ever being healed and wondrous story of the whole human race. I hear these gospel passages that remind us of how Jesus was born an echo of our own need to be reminded where we come from and what our purpose is. And that is to be, as Jesus was and is, an incarnation of God's love in the world right now where we are. And for that chance and that opportunity to be like Jesus in the world, we give thanks. Amen.